Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it. You should go over and start using it now. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Never all good in anything in life, right? Mm -hmm. um, so real estate is something that's very popular very trendy right Absolutely. now and it's very it has this stigma i think of everybody thinks they're just going to get rich overnight right and people Absolutely. don't know it's like any business you know when you go into business without a plan you're destined to fail right so if you plan to be a real estate investor and as you said whether you think you're an investor or not if you're buying a home you're an investor Correct. but you don't have a plan in place then you're gonna a probably make mistakes and worst possible case scenario you're gonna fail Correct. Right. Correct. So there's do's and don'ts involved, right? Absolutely. Can you just talk about some do's and don'ts in, in, in the real estate game? Yeah, there's tons of them, right? But if you're a first-time home buyer, one of the don'ts I tell people is, especially if you're you're in the application process, you you found the house, you're in contract, don't open no debt, don't buy your Mercedes Benz before you go to closing, don't change your jobs, you know, don't do something that will impact you in a negative way to turn your approval to a decline, right? And most people, you think it's common sense, right? Yeah. But common sense is not common, yeah. um, unfortunately. Yeah, no, it's true. Right. Most people, like, they don't realize, like, when you apply for a car, they do a credit check. Yeah. Then they have to pull your credit. Like, but that, what they don't realize, when you go for a car, they may pull your credit with 10 other banks to shop right, around to see. to see what's the best deal for, exactly. the, for the auto finance company, not yeah. for you yeah. as the consumer, right? Now that affects your credit score. And it affects your credit score. It brings you down. I mean, I've had situations where people applied and purchased Mercedes-Benz a week before closing. Mm. I've had people who got Kohl's credit cards just because it was Kohl's box involved, right? <laughs> 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 and savings, you know what I'm saying? Right. 
right, right. Why, I'm like, what are you doing? You couldn't wait to get the bed sheets? <laughs> like, you didn't even close on the house yet. So you don't, what I try to tell people is this, when you're in contract, you don't own that house just because you're in contract, just because you have a loan commitment. Mm-hmm. Do not get happy. Do not make any changes that can affect you in a negative way because you can get declined just as quick as you got approved, right? Mm-hmm. And the underwriters are always looking for a reason to decline you. So you have to be squeaky clean. Don't be moving money around. That's another big thing. Do not move money around. <laughs> Keep your money in one account. Stop doing your susus and putting it here and doing this and doing that. You know what I'm saying? Don't That's a good get, one. Don't put the mattress money in there. No. Like, leave your accounts alone because now we see, start seeing money moving around. That's red flags. Now we have to document. We have to see where this money is coming from. If you can't document that money, then we can't use it, right? And that can blow up your deal, too. So... The, the don'ts is, it's just the, keep still. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> keep still, relax. You're almost at the closing table. And when you close, you can do whatever the hell you want to do, right? Um, another one of the, the don'ts, I would say, for first-time investors, right? Stop thinking you don't need money. You need money, yeah. right? If you're looking to wholesale real estate, then maybe you don't need money, right? Because you're signing contracts. But if you're looking to do buy and flips or if you're looking to do buy and holds, you're going to need capital, right? There's many ways you can get capital. I mean, you spoke about it at my workshop. You can do self-directed IRAs. You can borrow from your 401k. You mm-hmm. can um, you can, you can can raise capital with a group of friends. Um, what I'm starting to see right now is becoming more popular where people are co-owning properties together, mm-hmm. you know, moving into multifamily. Working together. Working together. You know, yeah. a lot of different cultures co-own. Right, but can you, talk, can you talk about that? Cause yeah, the collaboration, because yeah. I'm talking about collaboration in business. Absolutely. Actually, last week, so now, but collab- collaboration in real estate. Yeah. Something that is very key, very important. Leverage. Can you just talk yeah. about that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, collaboration is greater than competition. I, I speak about this often. Um, that's why we're here right now because we're collaborating because it doesn't make sense to compete when we all have something we could bring to the table. So if you're a first-time homebuyer, let's just say your your brother is a first-time homebuyer and you both want to be in that same area, why go buy two single families? Why not go buy a four-family together? Live on each floor and now you have two rental incomes and now you both can probably live for free or pay minimum together. Now you can split that equity when it's time to sell or buy each other out. When real estate investing, you don't need to be a hundred percent owner. I think that's the biggest misconception mm-hmm. that people think. Like if you're going, we all can, we can collaborate right. and create a business structure, a joint vi- a joint venture business structure, and put our money up. And it doesn't have to be equal, right? Yeah. As long as it equals to a hundred percent, at the end of the day, that's yeah. all that matters. You can be eighty percent owner, and we can both have ten percent ownership, right? Because we bring in something to the table, yeah. but that'll be our portion of the the net rental income or of the proceeds after sale. 10%, 10%, 80% with you because you're bringing the, the capital, right? Yeah. But we may be the operators and you don't know how to operate, right? So it's all a matter of what do you bring to the table to collaborate, to make make yourself valuable for where someone wants to put you included into that business. Yeah. And You said something important. You said culturally you're not seeing that happen. No, and, and it doesn't happen in our ba- cultures. We have ego. Yeah, from a client-based standpoint, yeah. like what are you seeing out there? Like why? What's, what's holding us back? We hold ourselves back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we we want to be the the top shotter. We want to be the. This the, is my land. This is mine, right? Yeah. We have that ego, that mentality, that that fucking sense of entitlement mm. that we deserve everything under the blue sun, which we do. But if you ain't working hard towards it, then why do you have this sense of entitlement for number one? But I don't know why we don't collaborate more. Mm. Um, it's it's sad that I see 
a lot of people in our community are not collaborating, but also on the flip side, what I'm starting to notice the trend, especially if you look at, you know, what they call black Twitter, black social media, you're starting to see the uplifting. You're starting to see people coming together and starting to do more together. So I think that cycle is going to start getting broke down. Um, from an ownership perspective, I'm starting to see family members now in our community buying homes together, yeah. you know, living in the homes together. You know, you yeah. don't need, you know, to have a 5,000 square foot home and it's just you and your girlfriend. Yeah. Right. Now, if you, your girlfriend, the parents can all move in, even if you want to get the single family. Right. Yeah. You know what? We're splitting that mortgage four ways. Now it's more affordable. And now we're able to save more and invest together. So I yeah. think that I mean, that's a personal story for me. Like that literally is my model model right now like i i own a home with my dad and it's easier for us because obviously it lessens the burden on me but it also puts me in a position that whereas you know they're older in age it's easy for me to take care of absolutely rather than having them uh grow in age and have them put them in or have them go into a home they're here i can take care of them um and it it works no i think it's i think it's it's a it's a perfect situation um for for you to co-own i know for someone like myself when i purchased my first home 13 14 years ago i, I didn't want to live with nobody you kidding me right. forgot ahead nobody's gonna live with me right yeah but now as i've grown older and i've matured it's more so like you know what that's the best way to do it because mm-hmm. people just can't afford to live on their own no more people are struggling people are living paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. in new york if you're making 100k you're broke yeah, I'm, I'm starting to see a lot more in our community where people are co-owned because people just don't they don't have that the resources. You know, we qualify people off your gross income. Right. Um, but you live your life off your net income. Mm. And if you make 100K gross, that's really like 55, 60,000 net. Depending on what state, right? Depending, tax. On, depending on taxes yeah. and what state you're in. Right. But if you're talking about 35, 40 percent, if you're making that type of money, I mean, that's what we're qualifying. We're qualifying off the, that bigger number. So yeah. for me, it's like if you can barely qualify, you're at a max debt to re- debt to income ratio of a gross income. You really can't afford it because yeah. we're not taking into consideration your um, your auto insurance, your child care, you know, things of that nature that don't report on your credit report. So yeah. you have to be smart. Is is what the message that I'm preaching to people now is like, you know, be smart about this decision, and that's why I preach multifamily. And, and, and investing as a primary residence versus yeah. just buying a single family home because you you really can't afford it. You know, and you're a recipe for foreclosure. God forbid you get sick. God forbid you get laid off. Yeah. Like, how are we going to pay you longer? Okay, one, one other thing um, before we before we finish is that you had mentioned before off camera that um, it's important to have a strategy. Absolutely. Like you, like, you go from like two to three to four. Can you just kind of explain that? Yeah. I mean, listen, everything is strategy. Um, no matter if it's your first time, First time home buyer, you buy your second home, move up home, you got to have a strategy, right? Um, For tax purposes, you need a tax strategy. That's why I speak a lot about tax strategy, insurance strategies. Um, We've had that conversation several times. So what I try to tell people, go go down, right? Four, three, two, one. Um, Because if you do it properly, you'll be able to use minimum down payments. Four four units. Four units, three unit, two unit. So the first home should be a four-unit four, four home. Correct. Then you move out of that, you get the three-unit home. Exactly. You keep the you keep the so hey, but you keep you keeping it the whole time. You keep mm. the asset. Then you go from the three to the two. Yeah. And then now you can buy your dream home. Now you can buy your dream home. All those assets. Because now you got afforded. three yeah. other homes yeah. that's paying for. You got to think home. about it, right? You just accumulated probably what's that? Seven, nine, nine doors. 
in a matter of a couple years. So if you're making five hundred dollars profit a door, you know now your 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 single family dream home is paid for. Right, and it's really your dream home. It's and not it's, like oh, this is what I can afford right now. It's not what I can afford right now. Yeah. It's like we sacrificed for the first five years of our real estate journey, mm-hmm. right? And we went multifamilies and and moved our way down, and we did it strategically. We're not sitting here buying in the best neighborhood when we buy in our multis. We're buying in areas that we can feel comfortable and safe in and live in for a year. And then we're moving out and moving into a little bit step up our neighborhood, but going down in units. Because from an underwriting perspective, it has to make sense for you moving from one multifamily to another multifamily. You can't buy a four family or three family on the same block. And say I'm moving from one house to another, right? That doesn't make sense. So that's the play, like to move to a decent neighborhood and just keep moving up in neighborhoods. Just keep moving. That's up. another thing too. Parents, they're like, I want to move in the best possible neighborhood right away when my kid is like one years old because I went to school district. But one year is not going to make that big of a difference, no, right? Not at all. Right. Listen, Kids not going to start till five. Listen, the kid is not going to start the five. I have a four year old, right? She's she'll be five this year. And she's going to kindergarten, right? I ask her every day, "What you learn in school?" <laughs> and the answer changes every single day, right? Like, and then sometimes it'll have nothing to do with school. And yeah. I'm like, okay, baby, right? So you got to really think about it. Why are you going to go to that best school district? And the best school district in our areas come with fifteen, twenty thousand in property taxes, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And now with the new tax laws, you can only write off ten thousand. Of yeah. You can't write yeah. off the whole amount. No more. So yeah. everything has to be strategy and yeah. you have to know your tax laws and you have to keep up with it. Right. So why go to that best neighborhood if you really don't need the school district right now? Why don't you go to the OK neighborhood that you're safe in? Get the multifamily because while your child is growing, you could be growing, too, but in your real estate portfolio. And now when it's time, maybe I don't even think kindergarten, you need to be in the best school district. That's just my opinion. Maybe not even till they get to, you know, seven, six or seventh grade is when they their brains really start retaining stuff, in my opinion, is now you probably want to go to that best school district. And then by that time, you probably accumulated, you know, three, four assets that now can help pay for It's that the same with, like, with people on private school. A lot of times people will send their private kids to private school in like middle school because mm-hmm. they don't want to pay the price of private school in second grade. Yeah. So they save. And then by the time they get to like sixth grade. Seventh grade, now they put their kids in private school. Yeah, and I have folks that love private school, right, versus public. Great, but then why are you going to buy the house that comes with 15000 in taxes? If you're not going to send them to public. If you're not going to send them to public, <laughs> because the majority of your taxes are school taxes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, why are you going to pay out of the fifteen grand? probably ten grand is going to the school. But you're still paying probably ten, fifteen k a year in tuition yeah. at the same time. So, and you can't write it all off no more. Yeah. So why do it, right? It doesn't make any sense. Even if you go with the Star Program, the Star Program is only going to save you a couple dollars. Yeah. Um, I, for those who don't know, what's the Star Program? The Star, the Star Program saves you on school taxes, yeah. right? Um, it used to come off the gross. Um, on your, your your taxes. Now they send you a check <laughs> at the end of the year. So it doesn't really help you during the course of the year. You get reimbursed yeah. um, or refunded. That's, that's savings. But that's they, savings is only like two grand. So, I mean, two grand versus 15 right, right. grand. It's like pennies on a dollar. When you really, it's a penny save is a penny earned too yeah. at the same time, but it doesn't really help you in the grand scheme of things. So what I try to tell people is, listen, just be smart because you got to pay that mortgage every month, and the mortgage man don't care. They want their money, and if you they don't get your money, 
they're going to wind up foreclosing on you at some point. So just be smart, move a strategy, start with rental properties first because the rental properties can pay for your asset. Like DJ Envy and Caesar both say at their seminars, right, which I love that they say it. You know, Envy's flashy, like he loves his cars, right? We all know that if you follow him. He's always buying some Rolls Royce or something. But he said flat out, I don't buy this unless I have an asset that can pay for it. Mm. So I'm not paying for it. I'm paying for the asset. Assets over liabilities. Assets over liabilities, <laughs> right? Shameless plug, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Assets over liabilities, people, right? <laughs> but he's buying the asset to pay for the Rolls Royce. You know, we have that same opportunity. You know, these guys are part of the 1% club. Great. We all have that ability to do the same thing. Even if we're not part of the 1%, we can develop the 1% mentality. Yeah, yeah mindset. That's all we need. So that's when you ask me, where do we first start? Right here. Yeah. The mentality is the first place that we need to start. Develop that 1% mentality, develop a strong team, develop your 1% dream team. You know, you need guys like me, you need guys like Rashad, you need financial planning, you need to understand tax planning. You need all of these 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 key team players to guide you to know your overall strategy. Because if you just go to, in my business, what I like to call them order takers, you know, it's like going to McDonald's. You want fries with that, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to a regular loan officer, they're not asking you questions. They're just thinking to get you pre-approved today to buy that house today. But they're not trying to gather the long-term, your long-term goals. So when someone comes to me, I'm asking these questions because I want to know what, who are you, number one, and what do you want to do with your life? Because if you tell me, hey, I want to buy this house, but then at the same time, you say I want to invest, well, you're contradicting yourself. Mm. You got to kind of pick your poison and figure out what's the best route. And I can only tell you my opinion, my advice. This is what you qualify for. I'm going to lead you to the water, but it's up to you to drink at the end of the day. You can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade or at least grab an extra latte after getting a Chime checking account with features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe, no minimum balance requirements, and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at Chime.com goals24. That's Chime.com goals24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.